Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. Being buried alive ranks pretty high on the list of terrible ways to die, and it used to happen a lot more than it does now. In fact, in the earlier days of medicine, it was much more difficult to determine if someone was actually dead, or just in a coma, emaciated, or paralyzed. Starting around the 18th century, suspected corpses were subjected to abusive tests to establish death. It ranged from the fairly benign nipple pinching all the way up to hot pokers inserted in their rectums. If there were no complaints on that last test, it must certainly be safe to presume that they are dead. Premature burials in the early days is what led to the invention of the stethoscope. In tonight's episode, you will learn how lucky one man was that his family was poor. No one likes to think about dying. These days, everyone seems to want to live forever. But of course, we know that's impossible. However, it doesn't stop us from trying. That wasn't always the attitude. Back in the days when the great state of Tennessee was being settled, death was a fact of life. It was accepted stoically by the people who were basically fatalist. They accepted their lot in life as well as in death. They had no choice. Nutrition was basically unknown. Medicine was primitive. They simply put their faith in God and did the best that they could. The average lifespan for a person back then was about 35 to 40 years old. For infants, there was a better than even chance that they would never see adulthood. One of the main reasons that families were so large in the 18th century and early part of the 19th was that parents could expect at least 50% of their offspring to die before the age of 12. The majority of people died during the coldest days of winter, especially the very young and the very old. They fell before all kinds of diseases. Pneumonia and other respiratory problems were the most common. Since the ground was frozen solid, it was impossible to dig graves until the spring. Something had to be done with the body until then. The answer for most farm families was the cooling board. The body was wrapped in a cloth and strapped to a wide wooden plank and then leaned in an out-of-the-way corner of the barn or the shed. The cold preserved the body until the ground thawed enough for burial. The process worked well enough in most cases, but there were exceptions. The following tale comes from a 90-year-old man who now lives in Greenville, Tennessee. He said that some mighty strange things happened to the recently departed before the days of undertakers, embalming, and other conveniences of modern funerals. I'm telling you this story pretty much the same way as he told it. 
Pap caught a bad cold and he died in January, right in the middle of the coldest snap Carter County had seen in over 30 years. The ground was froze hard as a rock, so there was no chance that they could bury him. Not until spring, anyway. Obviously, something had to be done with Pap until then. After the funeral, Daddy told me to go into the barn and find the big wide plank that he was saving to fix one of the sides of the watering trough that had almost rotted away. The plank was nearly two feet wide and about eight feet long. It was solid oak and nearly an inch thick. We will use it to make a cooling board, strap a pap to it, and stand him up in the corner of the barn until the ground thaws enough to bury him, Daddy said. Then he added, After Pap's finished with it, we'll use it to fix the trough. I thought that this was a mighty cruel way to treat Ken, especially Pap. But my folks had done such things for years. Those were the days before we had backhoes to dig graves. When the ground was frozen solid, there was little that you could do with a pick and shovel. So I got the board up and we strapped Pap to it. We then set the plank up in the barn in an out-of-the-way corner. That was Mama's personal mandate. She said that she didn't want to have to stare at Pap every time she went out to milk the cow. It was my job to check up on the cooling board every day to make sure that no animals got to Pap's body. I didn't care much for the job, but it was the only common decency that could be done. One day in February, on the third day of an unusually warm spell, I went out to check on the body, and Pap was gone, absolutely nowhere to be found. I asked Daddy if he had gone off and buried Pap without the rest of us knowing it. He said that he hadn't, and he ran into the barn to make sure that I wasn't seeing things. Sure enough, the cooling board was there, but Pap had vanished. Daddy rounded up all the kids, there were six of us, counting me and we fanned out into the surrounding woods looking for Pap. An hour later, we were back empty-handed. Daddy was about to send us out again when, all of a sudden, the outhouse door opened and Pap slowly stumbled out. Howdy do, he chirped when he saw us there, our mouths standing wide open. What's wrong? What are you doing here, Daddy? My father squeaked in astonishment. You're supposed to be dead. Well, I reckon I ain't, Pap replied. Leastwise, I don't think I am. About that time, Mama came running out of the house and screamed loud enough to be heard clear to Nashville. She picked up her apron, turned on her heel, and ran back into the house, the screen door slamming behind her. Pap scratched his head. Now, what do you suppose is wrong with her, he said. I don't blame her a bit for acting like that, Daddy shouted excitedly. You've been dead for almost a month. It was too cold to bury you, so we put you on the cooling board in the barn until the ground thawed. Now, suddenly, you're up and walking around. Pap scratched his chin. So that's why I woke up in the barn and on that plank all wrapped up and tied down like that. Yeah, Daddy answered that that's why. And you say that I was froze solid for a month? That's right. No wonder I thought my joints were a mite stiffer than usual when I got up this morning. It took the better part of two hours for Daddy to get Mama calmed down after she had seen Pap resurrected and walking around in the yard.
That night, the doctor, the same one who had pronounced Pap dead a month ago, came by to have a look. After he had thoroughly examined him, the doctor declared that Pap was a modern medical miracle. I've heard tell of things like this happening before, but I never thought I'd see it myself, he said as he packed his black bag and prepared to leave. The old man must have had a spell, gone into a coma or something. At least he fooled me. I thought he was really dead. The doctor turned to my daddy and he frowned. When you put him on that cooling board and he froze solid, he was still alive. The cold kept him alive. Then when the temperature warmed up, he thawed out and woke up. Pap smiled at the doctor. I'm a tough old bird, ain't I, Doc? The doc shook his finger in Pap's face. He said, listen to me, you old coot. If your son here had had the money to have you embalmed proper, you would have stayed on that cooling board where you belong. You can thank your lucky stars for his poverty. Pap lived 20 more years after that, and when he died again, it was at the ripe old age of 98. Since we didn't want to go through a second resurrection, we took Pap's body to the embalmer in Elizabethan, and had the job done proper. This time, Pap stayed where he belonged. to take on a vampire game. 